All right, now we're recording. You're done eating? No, I'm not done eating. <laughs> so listen, I'm eating these uh, peanuts in the shell, salted, roasted. Mm-hmm. Delicious. It makes for great podcasting. Now listen to this. I'm dumping the shells, right, into my garbage can here in the office. Mm-hmm. But the garbage can's like one of those, like, that's got, like, kind of mesh sides. Right, so they're all falling through on the floor? Yeah, there's like shit all over my floor. <laughs> Where do you think you are, five guys? <laughs> yeah, there's like five guys. So listen, I've been to Shake Shack. I don't know if it's the right Shake Shack, and Ooh. I got the wrong shake, but it sucked. What? So, no, caveats. I went to the Shake Shack in Penn Station. Penn Station has one now? Yeah. All right, let's just start there. So you nothing might, good has ever happened in Penn Station. Period. That's that's absolutely correct. But um, this is the Penn Station side with the LIRR. That's why you probably never seen it. That's true. I've never seen it. Um, but you know, I'm benefit of the doubt of a chain. Sure. Well, uh, and they didn't have the peanut butter. They had the <gasps> black and white. I got that. White. It's terrible. But it's not the taste that was terrible. It's the texture. It was grainy. Are they supposed to be grainy? Um, I don't recall them being grainy. I didn't like it. I like McDonald's shakes more. That's absurd. McDonald's shakes? You can't have a shake from McDonald's. Anyway, not a fan. I got to get You're the- You're not 10 years old. I got to get the- I got to get the, the, the one did, that you said was good from a place that's not Penn Station. Did you have a burger? I didn't. No, I was I was, I was was exhausted. I didn't feel like eating. I only went to Shake Shack because like we went through the whole Shake Shack Laracon thing and- it was my last chance on the way home that I saw one. Anyway, hello. So we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I got two more. I got one more peanut after this. All then right. we can officially start. But you you we're work back. you work for peanuts like an elephant. We gotta, in the, in the got a fall run. Um. Yeah. Uh. Back from Laracon in uh, last month. Oh, you know when you drop one one and a half of the peanut, isn't that so annoying? All right, this podcast is like 35% peanut now. You have to stop. <laughs> all right. Hold on. Um, Let me wipe off the what's all over my pants onto the floor. On the, can you hear this? Of course. Okay. That was me wiping my pants. Good, good for context. All right. <laughs> Laracon was good. Yeah, so you went to Laracon. Laracon uh, US. And you were not, there. And we you're you're weird today. Why are you weird today? Is it the peanuts? Is this what it's peanuts do to you? No, I think it's because we haven't done an episode in a while, <laughs> so I'm just like I'm jazzed, and I have I have a huge list of stuff to talk about. All right, it's not going to be containable in one show. It's going to be multi-show. Laracon was fun. I went to maybe two talks, maybe. Uh, <laughs> it was basically catch up with the Userscape crew for me. But I like conference. That's the thing in conferences. You got to go. You got to be out with the people in the talk. I can't even go to any talks at all, basically. I went to Taylor's talk, and um, I went. I tried to go to Adam Wathen's. I basically went to my friend's talks, and that's it. Mm. And even those, it's like I just go because they're my friend. But I hate talks. And to me, conferences now are all about the hanging out. Right. Networking. Got it. Same. Yeah. That's why you're there. The, I mean, the talk, especially now, on the, like an internet conference with, like, I, you know, it's like... Uh, I think it's just because I've been to 8 million of them, so I'm just, like, done with it. But I like that all the people are physically there. Like, that's the benefit to me. Getting a couple of days off um, from home was fun. 
was good. Yeah. <clears throat> haven't been out. Um, haven't been out. Uh, being in Times Square at the time when um, um, the theaters let out, not fun. Not fun, not fun. Um, a- absurdly large amount. I've never, I got to say, I lived here for uh, all my life. I've never been in Times Square around that time <laughs> when all the tourists are there at 10 o'clock. Right. And when people say New York is a city that never sleeps, I have to admit now that it's because of the tourists. <clears throat> it's it's a, it's a, a sea of humanity. I, I literally couldn't cross a block and a half for 20 minutes when Hamilton was letting out. Hamilton's um, the best. <laughs> it took the user escape crew to see Hamilton. Right. Everybody out there, go see Hamilton. Don't listen to Butov. It's worth the lines. There's not even a line. You just it's like you wait in line for like five minutes. It's not a line. It's it's just a sea of humanity. The Times yeah. Square, uh, surrounding areas of time. Times Square, that big area is full of people. That's fine. But Times Square around, is just regular streets with cars. So it's regular sidewalks, and the amount of people that you have to fit on those regular streets with regular sidewalks is obscene, and it doesn't work. And well, here's yeah. Go. Ahead. I was just gonna say the problem is that they put Broadway, but not on Broadway. Well, like, you kind of you kind of have to. There's so many theaters. Yeah. I know, but they should all be on Broadway. Then you'd be on the Big Avenue. It could absorb people. Instead, they're all in these little side streets, and it's it's chaos. I mean, they're they're Broadway plays, but they're not on the Broadway itself. Right. So many selfie sticks. Like you wonder <laughs> how they sell that many there, right there, Times Square <laughs> tourists. We should be selling them. We're in the wrong business. Uh, Anyway, um, you know what I'm drinking right now? A peanut juice. <laughs> very, very good thought. No, I'm drinking flowering honey bush tea. Okay. Tazo, Tazo tea. Very good. Okay. If you want like an herbal tea, flowering honey bush. I don't, my, my, I don't think my palate is not, uh, com- c- c- um, acute enough to, uh, pick up <laughs> scents like that out of tea. Are you a coffee man? Yes. I used to be a coffee man. Uh, but I'm not, you know, like, um, like you made fun of me for this. Like, the best coffee is the dollar coffee of a truck in Midtown. Like, I'm I'm a, yeah. the cheapest possible coffee is the best coffee. I mean, yeah. I'm a fan of cheap coffee back when I drank coffee. Literally not for money. Like, literally just for taste. Like, I don't yeah. like Starbucks. I don't like expensive coffee. I don't like things that get pressed into other things and coffee spews <laughs> out of them. I just like cheap-ass coffee. Folgers in a... Can. I don't know about folders, <laughs> but a good like diner coffee that you know they're just making it by the vat and it's cheap and generic. That that is that is good coffee. Yeah, diner coffee is not bad because diner coffee is served in these little coffee proper coffee cups that you'd never yeah. serve yourself in because right. you want an actual good <laughs> amount of coffee when you do it yourself. Uh, same thing for orange juice, diner orange juice, and that thimble. You know, <laughs> yeah. better than your I, orange juice at home. Did I ever tell you uh, in the show about the? Uh, I think it was. An $8 glass of orange juice I had? No. Is this, is this a Ray Romano sketch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not a big Ray Romano guy, but that's funny. Um, no, we were on our honeymoon in Hawaii, and things like oranges are expensive there. Mm-hmm. And we were at this very nice like brunch spot, and they had orange juice, and it was $8 a glass. And they were fresh squeezed, whatever. And I was like, this is bullshit. Like, it can't be. It was like one of those things that's so offensive that I had to buy it because I couldn't believe it was worth $8. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And I bought it. And to this day, the best glass of orange juice I've ever had. <laughs> There's a pricing lesson in there somewhere. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like Japan <laughs> and the watermelons, you know? They go for like $300 in Japan. Really? Well, Japan doesn't grow anything. It's yeah, mountain yeah. rocks. So watermelons are like a huge luxury. There's They like have bows on them and shit when you go to the, <laughs> um So they're like, yeah, like $300 or something. Which you get bad watermelon fairly often. So that would be annoying to buy a $300 one and it's just one that's like. I don't, I don't, I don't think you actually eat it. You just rub it with a diaper. <laughs> Um, we should be in the watermelon exchange. <laughs> it's probably they probably have uh, uh, tariffs and shit to make it not worth. Yeah, that's true. The, <clears throat> the incumbents have already uh, priced us out. So listen, I'm. Um, what's going on? Uh, since uh, stopping my uh, going on my sabbatical or whatever. So uh, uh, <laughs> Sam was born <clears throat> April thirtieth. So starting in May, I dropped all my client work to do nothing for the rest of the year to you. take care of Sam and, and Ethan. Um, so I thought I was going to have uh, no time. Right. Um, uh, it, it didn't turn out that way. So I do have time. She's super good. She's she's super cool. Hate you more. Hate um, you more. <laughs> so, but it's it's not a stable amount of time. So, uh, like I could do client work in small doses without a deadline type of amount of time. Like I can't uh, yeah. commit to a large client project with a deadline because I can't guarantee those hours because you know right. stuff comes up. Um, but at the same time, I don't have stuff to do like there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of time where i could be working i am working but not on anything that's that's good so what winds up what wound up happening is like i have very small client projects that i knock out in a, you know a couple of days and st stuff like that but they're not really big client projects um and so i work on like stuff that's been sitting around half done for a while so i knocked out one ios app and I released that that's not making any money but it's not supposed to it was like 98 percent done it needed like icons and shit and i released it um and another one on the way but like that's not satisfying uh the little one week long client projects those are not satisfying because i came off of a year of a basically a single client huge app thing right um can't do large consulting work. So now I'm like dying for something bigger. So once this iOS app, the second little one goes out, I'm gonna go through my big ass Trello list of ideas and basically need to find something that's mine, a product, which means it doesn't have a deadline and I can do my sporadic hours against it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time is large enough to like actually make me feel like I'm doing something that's worthwhile. Cause otherwise like I haven't had this we talked about this a lot, kind of like I haven't had this lull type of in, in work for a long time. And it's not really about money. It's about like feeling like I'm doing something. Um, and the little ones are not satisfying. So I need to find something big and meaty to um, to put my hands on. Um, but so I usually have, so 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 this leads me to, I usually have two things on, on, on the front burners and like some back burner stuff. So family is always one of the front burner things. So that's always there but the work used to be the other front burner thing right uh but now there's no work so i'm like <laughs> flopping around the house right. doing nothing so i decided that i needed to accomplish something big like all of a sudden i had this thought like i'm very big on like like I achieving things it's weird that like like for the longest time i wanted to teach a college course and like i did that right like it took years to get 
hired <laughs> at the same college that I had my undergrad in, and they hired me for a semester, and I did it in second, you know, like an RPG almost, like I achieved, done. Um, so, like, I wanted to accomplish something big that would be, like, life-changing, mm. but, like, I'm not going to be, like, I'm 38. I'm not going to be, like, a famous actor. I'm not going to run, like, a $10 billion company, and, like, I'm not going to be, like, an Olympic gymnast or something, right? But I needed to... I because that front burner was empty. <clears throat> I needed to find something that was um, sig- life changing enough to like almost be like a miracle. Um, but Where are we but going here? achievable. So I decided to get healthy. Like oh, I've been yeah, fat. I want to talk about this. I've been fat all <laughs> my life, right? Like right. literally, and um, and uh, I decided to like really be healthy. Like put the same amount of like achievement goal-oriented type of thing that I put towards everything else, like business and stuff, but towards this. So in May, I started going to the gym. And like, I do everything cold turkey. Like, uh, that's the only way I know how to do it. Like, I, halfway doesn't work for me. Like, partial right. doesn't work for me. Like, when I quit smoking, like, I quit smoking cold turkey, like, after 10 years of smoking, whatever. Um, and I just quit, right? Um, so the gym and the, the getting healthy stuff. So I just put a goal. Like I'm, I was 225 in May when I started. I was basically the larger, really? the, the heaviest. And uh, my height weight ratio doctor thing said 180. So my goal is 180. Mm. And my, my ultimate goal is like two years healthiest I've ever been in 40 when I hit 40, right? Good. So happy to say down to 201. Wow! From two twenty-five and down you look good. one. Thank you. Down one pant size. So, was, so one pant size is significant because today is my fourteenth wedding anniversary with my wife. Congratulations! And she's she, she's only when we started dating. I was the pant size that I just got down to. <laughs> <laughs> You're back, baby. I'm back. I'm back. So. But I took notes. I took notes because I like I knew like this is the only because this is a front burner thing for me. Right. Uh, so it's the only thing that I got going in the in, in the content conversation wise for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I took random notes um, to to tell people of my experiences of going from two twenty five to two hundred one, and hopefully down to one eighty. Yeah, um, let's hear. It. I, I want to say before you go into in depth here, which I I want to hear uh, okay. that I want to say one thing that at Laracon everybody was like, Butal looks great." Like that's the first thing Jamie says. First thing everybody said. Like, Butal looks great. So it was already showing. Oh, you're, you're looking much. spelt. Thank you very much. See, that's why I didn't go to talks because it's dark. Nobody could see me. Nobody could I had to strut <laughs> through the. <laughs> um, so gym every day. Yeah, every day. Every single day. Like seven the only days or five? seven days. Seven days. Forty-five minutes cardio, an hour of weight training. An hour of weight training. I don't leave the gym until I'm exhausted. Every day. Wow. Uh, I only broke the rule. So what wound up happening is like it really helps to have a, a electronic scale with a fractional display. So I wind up losing one pound every few days at this mm-hmm. rate. Right. And it's really helpful when you see like 0. 0.8, you know, 0. 0.6. Because it wouldn't be moving if it's an analog. But at least in a digital, you, you really see those little partial things. Are you tra- are you tracking the weight? Like are you graphing the weight no, or no, spreadsheet no. or anything? No, no, just just mentally. Um, and I did notice that the only break I took was for Laracon because mm-hmm. it's kind of hard on the road to like eat well. Even though I did have like a 
a huge truck around Manhattan with Fidelper to try to find a salad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I wound up actually, it's weird. It's a delayed reaction. So I ate worse than I eat at home now at Larkon. Yeah. Um, but I wound up not gaining weight, but not losing weight. Like I plateaued yeah. for a couple of days. It's like a delayed thing. I plateaued for a couple of days after I came back, but now it's back going down a pound every couple of days. Um, so I'm just going to, I made a couple of notes. I'm not a doctor. So that thing out of the way, right? I went to a doctor. He told me to lose weight. Just like everybody goes to a doctor and the doctor tells him to lose weight because doctors are worthless and do nothing. <laughs> Charge you a thousand dollars. Um, I love when the doctor's clearly not in shape and then <laughs> to lose weight. my doctor is like, I went to the doctor and he's like, goes into the room, ex exhausting, panting, sweating. I'm like, what, what's going on? He's like, I just did a set of pushups in the other room. <laughs> Like, well, that's right. good though. At least he's he's doing something. <laughs> You're doing this like a like a circuit train or going through patients and exercises in between. Let me tell you, we we have some close friends now who are doctors, mm -hmm. and knowing that much about a doctor's life is terrifying. Like it's just straight <laughs> up terrifying. Like you don't even want to know what I know because you'll never go to the doctor again. But well, my, my whole family's doctors. Are they? Oh, yeah. Here? Do, do, yeah, here. Doctors and oh, I don't have anybody not here. Yeah. Everybody who who's alive is here. Um, yeah, all doctors. Are, are you terrified? Um, you know, you might know more personal information about your friends as doctors than I do about my family, as <laughs> my extended family. Well, it's doctors. just stuff like they work. Like they don't take breaks. Like they work a million hours. They're like. They don't take lunch. They don't eat breakfast. They're just like, we got to work. Like how they're paid is ridiculous. They're paid like piecemeal. Like, the whole thing yeah. is crazy. Well, I, I kind of put those things together from like ER episodes. <laughs> <laughs> this week, Bootstrapped is sponsored by Linode. Um, if you're looking for virtual machine hosting, I uh, definitely got to check out Linode. They have eight data centers. Um all the plan, the base plan starts at two gigabytes of RAM, and it goes up from there into very large servers. Really straightforward pricing, 10 bucks a month um, to start. And that's actually built hourly, so if you want to spin up a, a server just to play around with a side project and spin it back down, you're only going to pay uh, you know, for the fraction of, of time you used on that. Um, they recently switched uh, from Zen to KVM and have seen you know 300% performance increases uh, with the servers uh, we use at Userscape um, run on Linode, and we did that conversion, and it's amazing. We were able to actually lower uh, the size of many of our servers down to just the base two gigabyte server because they're just ridiculously fast now. So that's really been awesome. It's all uh, 40 gig uh, network. It's all modern Intel processors. It's all native SSD storage, 24-7, 365 support. Uh, seven-day money-back guarantee if you don't like it, which I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, again, I've been hosted there for, I don't even know how long, five years or more um, with about 10 servers. Andre uses it as well. Uh, so definitely, definitely highly recommend Linode. Um, and uh, they've actually given us a, an offer code, bootstrapped20. So if you use that code, you'll get 20 bucks off um, when you sign up for an account in Linode. So basically, uh, you can get your first two months for free. Uh, or even if you're only using it for partial months, it could be last you longer than that, obviously. So definitely check that out. Offer code bootstrapped20. And we'll have that in the show notes uh, as well as a link right to that. That that applies a discount for you. So go ahead and just check it out in the show notes. Click on it. 
Um, our big, big thanks to Linode for always being a huge supporter of the show. And uh, I really can't highly recommend them enough. We use them for uh, everything at Userscape, and uh, it's been, been rock solid. So thanks a lot to Linode for sponsoring the show. <laughs> All right, anyway, continue. Um, so no more sugar. Sugar right. was the thing for me. Uh, no bread. Bread is bread is death for a guy. Um, right. Women too, I guess. But like, I read a long time ago. I remember reading like in 1996 or something, like some random men health magazine in an office somewhere. The article was like, bread is like death for a man or something. Um, so like no going, sugar. Going on a lot of research there. <laughs> no, uh, no bread, no sugar. Sugar was uh, hard because I was like addicted to sugar. My sugar was my thing. Yeah. Um, but I went cold turkey with the sugar. Not really. I'll tell you in a second. But like mostly, first of all, sugar is in fucking everything. I can't buy cold everything. cuts without it having sugar in it. No, sugar is in everything. Um, it's crazy. And uh, so the one thing that's amazing that I didn't expect was like um, when you get when you deny yourself something, when you deny sugar, for example, to yourself, like a single grape tastes better than cake used to. Right. <laughs> like it's the most, it, it's not like one of those, I'm a health nut now and like eat this raisin, it's nature's candy bullshit thing. But mm -hmm. like, really, there's like some kind of a thing going on with your brain and your tongue and your taste buds and whatever, your system where like grapes used to be whatever. But now like, I, I look forward to having grapes. Like grapes are amazing. Blueberries <laughs> are incredible. When you have yeah. no sugar in your body, like any natural source of sugar hits whatever those dopamine, whatever levels that are released when you used to have you know, you eat a lot of cake and whatever, just another cake, it tastes maybe better, maybe worse than any other cake. But like, this is like, this grape is the, the high level of my sugar for the day. It's the most amazing thing yeah. ever. Um, which is great to look forward to because you get like more of a uh, pleasure, more of a high off of something that's healthier than you ever used to before, off of something that isn't. Yeah, and it still doesn't have as much sugar as, you know, a slice of cake or whatever, pie or any of that stuff or candy. Right. So coffee turned out to be a problem. Coffee was the one thing that's uh, that was the barrier to the sugar thing because I used to most of my sugar came from coffee because I used to put like three, four, five spoons of sugar in the coffee. Wow! Okay, you were the um, Dunkin' Donuts style where they just like turn the cup sideways and just like shovel it in. <laughs> shovel it. Yeah, because I used to want to just light in. and sweet, right? Um, and that was a big problem because I can't not do coffee. Like my whole world is driven by <laughs> coffee. And uh, um, so I just went one spoon of sugar and one Splenda packet. And I hate Splenda. I hate fake sugar. But, like, I could get used to it, and it's still better than no coffee. So it turned out one spoon of sugar and one Splenda is still enough for me to lose a pound every couple of days. So mm. that's, like, my sugar intake. That's not, you know, hidden away in cold cuts and stuff that you don't expect sugar to be in. Um, my straight-up spooning sugar is the one spoon i put into my coffee cup which admittedly is still like three four cups a day but it's not like 12 or 24 spoons of sugar anymore it's like <laughs> wow yeah that's three a lot. you know um that should make a huge I always, I always feel like sugar in drinks to me like so for a long when we started the podcast like we were paleo so we didn't have right. really like very little sugar and uh and no bread and stuff like that and now we're not so we have some sugar in bread but and that waivers like only recently we got back into like no we're really really watching it again um but we're not like to the none at all of bread and stuff but we're you know just not overindulging and stuff but uh 
But sugar and drinks to me, like that's the number one thing. I feel like sugar and dr- like I'd rather see my kids eat like a huge slice of pie than like two cokes a day, right? Because mm-hmm. you know when you make it what you drink, then it's just like you drink all day long, and if what you drink has to be sweet, right? That's like just a ton of sugar all day long. Right. Versus like okay, like you have this treat or whatever, or you have a yeah a huge pile of strawberries or whatever, like any, anything like that. But like. When you're just drinking Coca-Cola and coffee with sugar every day, like that's all you drink, which is like a lot of people. Right. Like that's just so much extra sugar and calories and all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like so so many people would be if you did nothing else, you just got rid of like soda, like that would be a huge win yeah. for a lot of people. I always go for seltzer. I even went before I started this. Yeah, like seltzer. Seltzer because I it's it's the carb- carbonation that I want out of it that's special, right. not the not the sugar. Um. Sunflower seeds turned out to be a huge thing for me because I'm like, it's not the eating, it's like the physicality of munching on something. Like right. I sit at my desk, like you with the peanuts. Like I don't yeah, want, yeah. I don't want them, but I need. There's some satisfaction that I get out of just putting shit in my mouth and chewing <laughs> it. Um, and uh, it's it's sunflower seeds are you know pointless calorie wise. I just get the the barbecue the dill pickle flavor whatever and i just munch on those fancy 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 man because then you you put one in your mouth and you could play with it for like you know whatever you got Um, shelled or yeah shelled 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 shelled. it's not for the seed inside it's for the like i physically need to put something in my mouth you know and like chew on it so you feel like you're doing something but you're not actually so i've never been able to figure out sunflower seeds that are in the shell like i end up eating too much shell and i just find it gross and no, so no, i like them okay. shelled like yeah. you know whatever out Without of the shell. shells yeah yeah but like and i want i want to eat them in the shell and i've tried many times but i, I lack the tongue dexterity or something <laughs> there's something wrong with me yeah when we first came here like the the family came here from from uh, old country it was like nobody had in shell seeds back there people sold you 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 open them up and you put the seed in your mouth. But here, like they're flavored, and the flavor is not on the inside; it's on the shell. So, yeah, uh, baseball players, I guess, popularized or whatever all this sunflower right. seed versus tobacco. Um, but yeah, sunflower seeds. Like I have a bag in my car. I have a bag next to my desk. I'm like, yep. they're they don't hurt at all. Maybe sodium, whatever. But like they don't hurt. Yeah, towards yeah. whatever no, goals no. I have. And, yeah, yeah. But they're great for just like mindless shoving stuff in there. So you're worried about this seven days a week of weightlifting. I don't think that's like standard practice. It's like not, the cardio definitely it's is not, fine. It's but not. the weightlifting, that's a lot of weightlifting. It's not. So so I, it's more important. It, it, it probably gives, again, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> um, and I know it's not like advised, but like it's more important for me to not, to do the Seinfeld thing of not breaking a chain <laughs> than it is to get optimal results by resting whatever two days a week you know, you know what you I'm saying? just do the cardio every day. i do sometimes and i just do cardio if i'm like uh but i'll tell you why in a second that's not really because i'm optimizing gains or whatever right All um, right, portion control um yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a big thing um that's hard hard in america it's hard in america, but i don't i don't eat outside i eat at home so portion control is literally just actively keeping in mind what i'm putting in my plate so that's fine um the big thing is that food can no longer be a comfort and that like <clears throat> that required the thing yeah um like i went to like food was always like i'm bored i eat right like, i need to feel better release the you know dopamine levels whatever i eat um 
it, again, it has to be like a cold turkey thing. It can't be a comfort. And that's like more than sugar. That was the hardest thing. It's not that I took out bread. It's that like I can't eat whatever it is because I want to eat. Like it has to be hungry or don't eat. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's all right. It, it's fine. I, I kind of got used to it. Um, what, what made me happy was that when I went to, uh, Laracon, I had like a cheat day. I never had those, but like, I knew I was going to eat shit anyway, so right. I might as well. <laughs> and I had pizza and it was fine. It was the same New York pizza. It's better than everywhere else, but it was average for New York. Yeah. And it wasn't that big of a deal and I didn't like it. And I was so happy that I didn't like it because like <laughs> the gains I made, over you know in terms of weightlifting and, and losing weight yeah. and all of that uh felt so much better <laughs> in terms of transformation than those two slices of pizza that i'm like all right i could do this because pizza was like the epitome of like the good shit you could stuff in your mouth for me right. and like right. if that wasn't that big of a deal it's great like there's no temptation at all now so ever since then food no longer being a comfort i'm totally fine with well i always think that i do think there is a big like uh, just dieting is really hard without the working out. I feel like the working out powers you through like, I don't know, there's something there. I think it's like a physical reaction or something where it's easier to lay off um, unhealthy food. I feel like when I'm working out versus when if I'm just trying to watch what I eat, it's much right. harder. Cause like, you don't want to like reverse the gains you made. Yeah. I don't know. That's tired. like, a, I don't even think it's psychological though. I mean, there's some of that, but I think it's, I really think there's like some kind of physical, like chemistry thing going on where it's like, you're not, I don't know if you're not as hungry. Oh, when or I come back from the gym, I'm starving. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> workout can make you more hungry, but it's like, I don't know. There's something there for me where it's like, I, I feel more powerful in not, um, not, not that I won't eat some junk occasionally, but where it's easier to avoid than uh, than when I'm just like, right. oh, I'm just watching what I eat. And right. then you forget. And then you're like, okay, it's, whatever. It's like, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's just like with the baby. The baby, we expected so much difficulty. And right. it's hard, but it's not the insanity we were preparing ourselves for. Right. Same thing here. Like, I haven't ever been serious about trying to lose weight at this level. No. Uh, but, like, it's not as hard as what i was preparing myself for yeah um it, and it gets easier as as you sort of rid your body of like the habit of eating for comfort i guess that's the biggest one for me sugar and the habit of eating for comfort well i think when you really commit to it then it also becomes a lot easier like when we were um paleo which we stopped for a number of reasons but uh like we did that for like three years and like we were just like bam we're doing it and then it was like, yeah, we're not eating this other stuff because we just don't ever eat it. And right. we're like used to not eating it. And every day we don't eat it and it's fine. And then because uh, <clears throat> you're just like all in on it versus like, you know, when you're half in, it's like, well, this is the half where I'm, I'm going to you know not listen to the other half. And then that becomes three quarters and then you're just like ignore everything. So like when you do do the full in cold turkey uh, kind of thing, it does kind of help because then you know how you it like limits your decisions right like mm -hmm. you don't have to you're not making decisions all the time because it's automatic decision like i'm not going to do that right. so it's easy versus like when it's well i do this sometimes and then it's like a decision every time and sometimes you know you flip-flop on which way you decide versus when you limit your number of decisions uh right. you know you're more effective at making the decisions you have to make right I did, I gained new obsessions with food, like blueberries. Like I put away like yeah. three pints of blueberries a day now. <laughs> I love blueberries. 
Um, I don't feel bad because there are blueberries, whatever. But, yeah, no, nah, uh, nah, um, oh man, when me, I went on vacation in Maine uh, last weekend. Right. Get those Maine blueberries. Oh man, they're like, you know, they're not like the blueberries you get down here. They're just like these little tiny wild blueberries, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they're actually wild, but whatever. They're different, some kind of different breed of blueberry, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, they're like not even as sweet. But there's just like something about them. Like they're more blueberry-ish. Like the right. actual blueberry flavor. Well, that's like the freshness line. of getting something off a bush. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah. I mean, we put blueberry picked here um, and they're good. But like, they're the ones you see around here. Like they're bigger, fatter, like juicy. Like these are smaller and just like oh, just like eat a giant handful of them. And it's right. just like blueberry overload. It's delicious. All right. We used to uh, raise, um, grow um, – uh, gooseberries on bushes back mm. in Russia and I used mm. to be obsessed with them I, I love them coming off of a bush they're hard like grapes but they're mm. super sour like lemons um, mm. and I was trying to get them here and they're impossible to get here uh, interestingly enough like I read some factoids somewhere that like in the 1800s the United States was like the world's biggest producer of gooseberries or something <laughs> centered around New York and now you, you can't find them here at all you gotta like order bushes off of a, a wholesaler plant thing and raise them yourself. You can't find them. Like I found them once off of like some internet retailer or something and they got delivered and they were like old and mushy and soft and like that's the shit you used to throw away. Like you, that's not at the <laughs> stage where you eat the gooseberries. Oh uh, yeah, I'm looking up what a gooseberry is. I thought they were these kind of berries we um, used to have in my yard as a kid, but they are not. Yeah, they're just, they look like grapes, but they have like veins through them. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. they look tasty. They're super sour, like lemon level of sour, but they, mm. they look like grapes. Um, so the gym is the other part of it. The gym was, um, the thing that works for me at the gym, which is, it's weird. It's going to sound like, like masochistic, uh, pain is important (laughs) to me, uh, like seeking it out. Like I, I, um. I used to go to the gym a couple of times. Like here, like in high school, I used to weightlift, and, and a couple of times here and there, I didn't try seriously to lose weight. But I went to the gym because my wife went to the gym and things like that. Mm. Uh, but and I used to like avoid pain. You used to like I'll do this set and I'll reach twelve reps and thirteen is too hard and whatever. You know I'll give up whatever. Right. But like now, like it's almost it became important to feel pain and admit it's there and almost like share the room with it. Right. Like, I don't know how to say it. I need it to be an actor in what I'm doing. Like, I need it to participate. I need, if it's not there, I'm not done, you know? Right. <laughs> um, so pain became almost like a, like a weird thing where that's the target. Like, mm-hmm. I want that, uh, which is different now because now there's like two different levels of pain. Like, there's definitely pain. Like, I know I'm pushing 40 pain. Right. That's always there. That's not leaving. It's like preventing <laughs> me from reaching right. the pain I want to reach. Uh, and there's stuff that I know is the target that I like. I want to reach from weightlifting. And like mm. that's the reason that there's an hour of weightlifting after the 45 minutes of cardio. Right. Cardio is bullshit. I don't like cardio. Like I wouldn't be able to get through it without Twitch. Like I watch videos and yeah, people yeah. playing video games. Like if Spotify workout playlists are fucking garbage yeah, yeah I'm they are the there's 50 the of them and they all suck <laughs> yeah you gotta make um, your own yeah they're all like what happened on the radio this month and right. that's the workout playlist um so 
uh, and YouTube does this thing where it won't let you turn off the phone unless you pay them for YouTube Red or whatever. Yeah. Shit. Um, so, like, I needed Twitch videos and stuff. So, because I could only do 45 minutes of cardio because of Twitch videos. Like, I wouldn't be able to do it any other way. Yeah. Um, so, cardio is what I, cardio, I think, is what's actually helping me lose weight in the short right. term. Uh, but the weightlifting, like, I, I need the weightlifting to feel like I'm doing something. Plus, right. like, my, I have high school stuff I used to weightlift. Like, that was my thing. Um, so weightlifting is important, but then at the same time, like, I don't like people around me, especially I don't like people around me when I'm sweating, especially I don't like people around me when I'm sweating and in pain. (laughs) So I wind up having to do all these weird tricks. Like I need to wear a baseball cap to the weight room. Um, because not so much like they can't see my eyes, but I can't see them. Like I need that block sound. Yeah. Like I'd wear a full face mask if it didn't get like more attention. (laughs) That's the title. I'd wear a full face mask title. (laughs) um you know if that didn't get more attention i'd I'd go that way um uh the other thing what else came oh so i haven't been at the gym in basically like a decade seriously so that gave time for the millennials to take over uh Mm -hmm. and now i hate millennials like i i couldn't I, i couldn't care less before but these people are first of all i'm like regularly the oldest person in the weight room I'm not that old. I'm 38. I'm regularly the oldest person in the weight room. Yeah. And uh, the when I say millennials, I mean millennial men. The the women are fine. They come in. They do their shit. They don't talk to anybody. They don't look at anybody. They're the whole business. They come in. They get out regardless of age. The dudes come in dressed to the nines as much as you could dress to the nines and like expensive ass work like michael phelps sponsored quality (laughs) gear they come in they do one rep they sit for 20 minutes they take uh selfies of themselves in the mirror and they leave you're in the background everyone i'm in the background every single fucking picture (laughs) (laughs) who's that dude i'm gonna be like a meme soon popping up of all of these (laughs) posts on snapchat and shit um i'm the one making mean faces because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to lift and come in in their awesome workout gear amazing hair do one rep to get the muscle pumped take 20 minutes of selfies and they leave so maybe maybe some of our wonderful millennial listeners can <laughs> chime in with Butov let him know you're not all evil only some of you are evil well whatever so <clears throat> <laughs> So that's my adventures in the in workout. It's working out only because like I'm I'm seeing like I need this to be like an RPG. I'm seeing like half a pound of weight loss a day or a quarter pound or whatever. As long as it's going in the right direction, I'm happy. Yeah. Cause I need well, I mean, you're gonna be losing a lot of weight from changing how you eat. It'd right. be like probably the most right, and then secondarily the cardio, and then the weightlifting. You're gonna gain weight from that. So if you're you're still netting a loss there, like that's gonna be good. You know, it's gonna keep keep going down. I would think. Yeah. So we'll make you're it, gonna be you're gonna be tiny. You're, I'm not gonna be able to see you. You're gonna be like uh, size zero. You already can't see me. The eight yes. foot ten of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the gym. So I've been working out a little bit this summer too. I started in the spring. Jamie got into running uh big big time so she's running like seven miles whatever i'm like i've never been good at running i don't know why like just lung even when i was young i could not like muster up the uh the sort of oxygen level i needed my parents are always smoking around me and stuff so who knows my lungs are probably all messed up but um 
anyway, but she got into running. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get into running. So I started running. And I like, then of course I hurt myself by overdoing it. So then I stopped running for a bit. So then I started running again. But, uh, I don't know. I like the running a lot. I just say like, um, I'm not big into cardio, but the, my dream with the running is <clears throat> I had no desire to run like seven miles ever. Like, I don't care about that at all. If I could run like three solid miles, that'll be like more than I ever wanted. But I love the idea of like when you go to a new city to run that city and like to see the streets by running them instead of like just driving everywhere or like whatever. Like I always think that's so cool when I go to conferences and things and people are like, all right, we're running. We're going to run and like because we're going to you know check out this part of the city. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really cool um, and being outside and all that. I used to go to the gym. I've had like many stints at the gym over the years, but and long stints. But yeah, I don't know. It's so boring in there. I don't like the people. Yeah. It's so boring. Um, Boredom is definitely a big, big thing. Like, so yeah. I don't know. It's like, but I mean, obviously, I can't in New York. You can't run outdoors all year long either. So at some point, I'll be, I'll be in the gym to run if I stick with it. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind going to the gym to do a little bit of weight stuff. Although I have some stuff at home that I think, like, uh, I have a rowing machine I use sometimes. So I want to do more of that and, like, stuff like that. And I have some, like, limited set of weights I could do, like, basic stuff with. So I might go back into doing that at the house. And, because, ah, oh, the gym is just, and then it's, like, all their crazy shit. Like, you can't ever leave the gym. It's, like, you got to go, like. You got to go through 17 hoops when you want to leave yeah. the gym. Well, I, we went to Planet Fitness specifically for that because it's like 10 bucks a month. And But they'll never let you out. I I'm, a, I'm okay with it. I don't care. Yeah. $10. You're, okay. you're going seven days a week. So you're uh, we, had a, we had a, like a $3,000 piece of equipment, whatever, that you know at home before. And like the amount of time they would not let me out for to equate to that $3,000 piece, of, they could charge <laughs> for the rest of my life. I don't care. It's just an extra place to use the bathroom if I need to. I wish, I wish we are playing fitness. I, I do like the plant fitness because it is like a notch down where, where I would normally would go is gold. Right. But gold is so like meatheadish and just like right. not my scene. Um, but that's the closest one. And then the plant of fitness is there's three of them, but they're all like a little too far. You know, it's like, Oh, I don't want to have to go six miles. Right. Like, and it's not a good six. It's like six miles. It's going to take like 20 minutes. So it's like, ah, oh, it's too far. So I don't know. But the thing that really, gym? um, the two minutes drive. Oh yeah. So that's yeah. perfect. The thing I really liked about the plan fitness is one, they let me sign up online. Yeah. I knew I was never going to escape, but like, I don't even want to talk to a salesperson <laughs> coming in. So right. I signed up online. The dude said hello to me and has never exchanged words with me ever again. Yeah. And that's perfect. It's right. perfect. <laughs> the only thing I want, it's stripped down. I don't care about massages or whatever else bullshit that people give it negative reviews for. Like all I need is for people not to, uh, I used to go to Bally's in the center of like a teen hangout area or something in Brooklyn. So gym was like a pickup spot. Right. People used to walk in there without exercise clothes just to hit on women. <laughs> and I hated that. And, and this in Planet Fitness is like seeing a person talk to another person is so rare that when it happens, People look up and wonder, like, what the hell is going on? Like, I love yeah. that. I love not, like, I don't want to acknowledge the existence of other people when I'm working out. <laughs> um, it's, it's great. It works for me. I don't care if they charge me for the rest of my life. It's Ten bucks a month. Yeah. I mean, you I spent six dollars on there coffee and wake up wraps from Dunkin' Donuts going to the gym because it's like that's also because they let me buy shit online without talking to anybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, let's wrap it up.
wrapping it up. Wrap it up. I sometimes wonder why I'm so antisocial and then we do this podcast in front of like thousands of people. No, they're not in front of you. That's the <laughs> they're just out there on the internet. All right. All right, man. Well, that was good. I like that one. So uh, we will be back next week. This was like the, the health and sports corner. Yeah, <laughs> and peanuts. Health, sports, and peanuts. Health, sports, good, and peanuts is the title. Reintroduction. Get everybody back in the fold with how we run things around here. Sounds good. All right, we'll All be right. back again. Thanks, Later. guys. Bye.